0: Save yourself time and finally be able to create a sustainable, profitable business. Let's get into it. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Zero to Hero Coach Program. This is my four month program teaching coaches and online service providers how to grow your online business, book clients consistently overcome your sales fears, and finally rock your social media visibility. If you struggle to create a sustainable coaching business, this program is for you. Check out HaleyRowe.com and book your free strategy call with my team or myself today. Thank you. I am live with Carla Cook today, and she is going to give you all the content repurposing tips because she is a content repurposing expert and does that for her clients. And I was lucky enough to have Carla as a guest speaker in the Zero to Hero Coach Inner Circle, which is my small group coaching program. We have lots of guest speakers in there in addition to weekly coaching support, Um, but I thought I would bring her for a little preview onto the podcast. So, Carla, why don't you introduce yourself and what you do? And we'll go from there.
1: Thank you so much, Haley, for having me here today. So, my name is Carla Cook, and I am a content repurposing manager, and I specialize in helping podcasters. So, uh, people in the health and wellness industry who are using podcasts to advertise their services and also to help the people who can't. Uh, take on their services at the moment. Those are the people that are my peeps. Those are the people that I'm trying to help. So what I do as a content repurposing manager is I I take that podcast and I turn it into social media to be spread out, to increase the visibility, to increase your podcast uh, discoverability, and without you having to sit there and create content all the time. So that's that's what we're about.
0: Yeah, so I know firsthand that content can take a long time because I use an app called Toggle. It's called it's T O G G L for anybody who wants to download it. And it times you, you can time yourself on where you're spending your activities. And there was a week where I spent I think it was like Thirteen hours on content, and it was just like, what? What am I doing? And from then on, I was like, no, I got to get this situated because there's a million other things to be doing. And if you are watching this live, I want you to go ahead and put your questions about content or what you're struggling with when it comes to doing your content more efficiently. Um, but the question I want to ask you, Carla, is how could somebody who, let's say, they maybe they don't have a podcast, maybe they have a podcast, or maybe they just do Facebook Lives. Or videos, or whatever. How can somebody not have to reinvent the wheel all the time uh, to make posts?
1: I'm so glad you said reinvent the wheel because that's what—that's exactly what this is about. So whether you're doing Facebook Lives, IGTV, or you have your podcast, even if you just you're not doing video at all, what if you're what if you're a blog writer? All of you are the same. You can all take that content and turn it into lots of pieces without having to come up with a new topic or new information, and here's why. You have your learners who wanna read. You have your learners who wanna listen, who wanna watch, who wanna see graphics. Everybody's different. That's why they came up with new math. So you don't need to worry about saying the same thing over and over again, because then same people are not reading it. New people are reading it. And if you're only going with one format, you are leaving people behind who need your services. So what I always suggest is that let's just say it's a Facebook Live. It's a Facebook Live and it maybe lasted, I don't know, what's what's the norm for your Facebook Lives? It oh, can
0: be anywhere from 15 minutes. If it's an interview, it's 30 minutes usually. But yeah, it's pretty short usually.
1: Right. So in that time, you have quotes that you can pull out. You have numbers like the top three things or these are the three things to how to do this. You you have those numbers. You have the quotes. You have audiograms you can create into a graphic. You can do a snippet. All of these extra pieces of social media that you do that you put out there give you visibility and they send those people who see them back to your core content, which is where you want them.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think it's so good that you brought up, don't worry, that people are not going to get tired of what you're saying. Because the truth is, and I always say this, on Instagram stories, like 2% of your followers see your stories. And on Facebook, like 6% of your page followers see your Facebook posts. So please, if anything, you should be repeating yourself because nobody's going to see it the first time. And like Carla said, people have different learning styles. So sometimes they might want to see it in a video. Some other people might actually read your posts. And so I love what you're saying there. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is touch points and repetition is actually a good thing in marketing. The more people hear you being consistent in your messaging and what you stand for, the more they're like, OK, this person I trust. I think of this person when I think of, for example, intuitive eating or, you know, breaking free from diet culture or whatever. That's that girl I know who talks about that. Oh, my gosh, you need a coach for that. Oh, let me connect you with so and so. So I that think right. you um, bring up a really good point there. Now, tell me a little more about how does somebody structure their content? So in other words, like I know. um you know, a lot of my clients sit down and, and they don't have a process. And I shared my process with them in a content training and like in an email where I break down, like, how do you have 30 days worth of posts really quickly? Um, which if anybody needs the replay of that, you can just find me on social media and remind me what I was talking about. But, <laughs> um, but, what's your process for guiding coaches to creating, I mean, I know you create it for them usually, but what would you tell a coach to kind of make this process easier and not spend 500 hours on it?
1: Yes. So like in your group, when I went live in your group, I, I gave them a freebie and in that freebie, it's just this list of more than two dozen ways that you can repurpose one piece of content into something else. Uh, So what I typically say is like, I'll just say what I do when I'm working for my client. So I've got the podcast. It's even the rough version. It hasn't even been edited yet. So I take that and I say, okay, here's a quote. I just go from what is available to me, because if you have something short and quick, it might make two or three posts. If you have something longer, full of details, it can make two weeks worth of posts so what i like to do is i just take all of my options and they're sitting right there actually for me they're sitting in a spreadsheet and i kind of tick it off in my mind okay out of this these are the ones that i can create and never recreate the will take that quote straight to the thing take the list straight over um i like to get a transcript of the audio or video because then there's not a bunch of typing it's copying and pasting unless there's a little bit of editing because uh, you know, audacity, you know, doesn't always get all the words right or whatever you use to turn it into words. But I just I always say I'm going to take my list and I actually put a little tick mark. OK, I've got this covered. I've got this covered. So I use my list and my freebie that I created. And uh, we can we can attach that to this later, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell So where can people go to get that freebie?
1: Um. I have the, the link is so crazy. It's one of those oh, okay. links okay, no that worries. it's hard we'll to see remember. We'll that in
0: the show notes, everybody. So if you go to hayleyrow.com slash blogs around the time of this podcast, you'll be able to see all, all the podcasts. But if you go to um, hayleyrow.com slash content hyphen repurposing, that will probably be the show notes page for this show when it actually comes out. And um, we'll put that in the resources section. But so you just brought up a good point. You get a transcribe of the videos and and pull quote, quotes and stuff. And I want to go back to structure and all that stuff shortly. But before we do, can you tell people what can they use to get a nice transcription of a video so they don't have to type what they said in the video? And also um, other tools you use to like if you're gonna make an audiogram, meaning you take some audio and you put it over a video you know over a photo, so that people can listen to somebody's podcast clip without needing to watch a video or anything like that, uh, what tools and gadgets and things they need to get if they're going to do this themselves.
1: Yes. So I use Audacity to get the transcription from, um, and also Loom. If you use Loom to do your videos, there's a tiny little button that you just click it and it automatically gives you the transcription and you can control A, control C, and then control X. XV to paste, whatever the shortcut is. So, Loom is great for that. If you record your videos on Loom, it gives it to you automatically. Um, if you're doing Zoom or Facebook or whatever, you can do that through I. And then also, I use um, Vimeo. That's the Vimeo. Um, and then I just started doing this thing with GIFs where I'm trying to create GIFs and uh, Jiffy. Jiffy. Ah, just forgot the it's it's Jiffy, you know Jiff that does Jiffy. Mm -hmm. It's an it's an extension of Jiffy, and it actually allows you to paste a it it allows you to post a Jiffy or a GIF. Everybody says it differently onto Instagram. Okay, So so that's another one. Cool, and and Canva, Canva,
0: Canva. Of course. Yeah. I use, I use Canva to have just simple quote posts on my Instagram and they are not super pretty. I'll be honest with you. That's not one of my huge, (laughs) anybody that follows me knows like that is not my huge strength and you have to be okay with that. If you're gonna work with me. Um, But, and I haven't found it matter. I mean, sorry, but I, I haven't found it matters that much to be honest, but okay. So back to content. So let's say, all right, I one of the things I teach in the Zero to Hero Coach program is copywriting formula. So how do you take a post and structure it? You have a good headline, you have a good, you know, something that makes them want to keep reading or establishes your credibility. Then you go into the body, then you do a call to action. For example, just one example of a structured post. Um, what tips do you have to somebody who just needs help with content and and sits down and has a million, maybe they have some ideas like, oh, I could post about healthy eating, I could post about um, you know, fitness, I could I could do a post today about traveling and the stress of that on your body or whatever. What, could, what should they do to make this more structured and give themselves a timeline and just kind of not spend forever on it?
1: First things first, if you have somebody who doesn't feel like that's their wheelhouse, but they want to do it themselves, they want to be visible, they can't afford to outsource that right now, I say they need a few templates. They need three or four templates. Their their templates will give them consistency. And all they're doing is filling in the parts that need to be filled in. Add your picture, add your your words over the graphic, whatever you're going to do. But a lot of people feel overwhelmed about content because they go in to create something. And there are all these pre-created things. And those get so confusing. And I personally always click the blank because... I want to see what I can come up with, but that's because I'm very creative and I enjoy that. But for someone like that, I think having their templates that they're going to use repeatedly, the picture's going to change, the word's going to change. And they might think, oh, nobody's going to like my page because it's the same thing over and over. But that's not true. That gives it consistency. And when someone is scrolling and they see that layout, and that color that the person always uses, and that font that person always uses, they will automatically, their brain will go, oh, that's Haley's post, and they'll stop. So th- that is not a bad thing. And for time safety, or time safety, for, for efficiency and time and being consistency consistent, I say templates are the way to go for someone like that that doesn't have. And you know what? I, I've got my own templates. I use templates. I love to create. But I created those templates and now I use them so they can create a template or they can choose the templates, pick their background or whatever color that they're going to have and save them. That's in Canva.
0: Okay. So in Canva, I'm just going to recap. They have the different kinds of pre-made designed templates for your visual parts of your posts. And what you're saying is you can create a blank one to make things easy on yourself and not get distracted by a million pre-made Canva templates or make one that you're going to always use, Yes, that's your go-to and you plug and play whatever you know, new quote or new thing into it, is that right?
1: Yes, and the other option is pick one of those pre change the colors to what you want it to be. You like the mm-hmm. layout, change it to your colors, have your images, uh, I always have my images on my phone, I find them, I save them to Trello and then I go and get them there. So it's just a matter of moving it over but they can take those pre-made that they like and put them in their studio. Canva has a studio where you pick your colors, you pick your fonts and you can save your templates. So they can just go in and say, okay, my Wednesday template is this one. And they open that up and they put in the words and they change the picture and they're ready to go. So they can create one from scratch with a blank. They can use one that's there that they like, or they can take one that's there and change it to be what they want and save it.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Really good tips there. And from a um, writing the post, you know, writing the post standpoint, one thing I suggest is think about your brand pillars. So if you guys, if you are listening to this and you're a life coach and you post about, um, you know, relationships and toxic stress in those relationships and um, how to You know work through conflict or something and these are your kinds of themes that you stick to for your niche you might come up with let's say 10 ideas for um under each of those categories conflict management stress from relationships and insert whatever the third thing i said was but like you come up with 10 faqs problems struggles goals whatever they have under those themes And you can come up and questions, you know, or things you want your people to know, feel, or do in those categories. And from there, you can now have at least your topics for your posts or your videos or whatever. And then you go even deeper and you say, okay, uh, how can I put a copywriting formula or or a script for a video um, for this specific headline or this specific topic or thing? And what I see a lot of people doing, and I'm sure you'll agree as a, somebody who makes content for people is they will have a topic. So they'll have like a headline, like how, how to, um, you know, three ways. Well, maybe that's too many. Maybe they'll say five ways to, um, not snap at your partner when he or she, you know, does X, Y, and Z. And then it's this really long post that they could have split up into a week's worth of content because they know their ideal client's busy and their ideal client's probably not going to read that huge long blog. Now maybe it can be a blog and that's where you start from. And like Carla does, she would repurpose that for you into these smaller things. Yes, I've had so many clients where I had to be like, homie, this (laughs) this post could be a week's worth of content. Let's shorten it up. Right. Um, So, and I used to do that too. I was so it was so long and and just i mean juicy but you got to spread it out so i think that um you know to me another theme that you keep bringing up is easy access so with your canvas save templates you had easy access to that for the writing part of your post i highly recommend you guys get a notes you know use the notes app in your phone so that if you're in the line at the grocery store you have wait time you can quickly bust out a written post and it, you have your ideas, you have your content themes and you just go for it and there's a written post for you. So the kinds of principles that Carla's saying, you know, easy access, something you reuse, um, repetition is, is key. Give yourself a structure to follow. These are gonna, this is going to save you a lot of time. So one of the things also I wanted to ask you, Carla, is um, what do you see some, what are some common mistakes you see people making with their content? What I see a
1: lot is somebody. people think, okay, I already talked about, let's just say you already talked about um, your gut health and okay, we need to move on. Well, no, you need to continue talking about gut health that whole week because so many people didn't get to see it the first time you posted it. And so that's the main thing that I see is people want to keep giving people more information, But you have to make sure that you give it to everybody and where they're at, especially with learning. So what I highly suggest is to say, like when I do my calendar, okay, this is gut health week. We're doing the blog about it, we're doing the a reel about it, we're doing stories about it, we're covering that information over and over again. And I I'll tell you, I follow a lot of people on Instagram. I never notice that I've seen the same information from them even like i never see the same post twice that's for sure and then i never noticed that maybe i saw their long form post about it and then i saw a short form post about it i i never noticed that and i'm looking for content so like you were saying about the really long post okay when i was in your uh group doing the live i showed them an example of someone's repurposing. And and that person was a blogger and a podcaster. So they did their podcast recording, they released the blog, they and they had two carousel reels, they had lots of stories, and then they had a real um two carousel posts a reel and just a static with a, a audiogram, okay? But those two carousels were the exact same information. One of them each slide had a lot of text. But the other one, each slide only had the header. But they oh. both served the same purpose. One of them was for the person who wants to read all the breakdown. And the other person, the other was for the person who just wants the header. But they both had a call to action that led the reader either back to the blog or back to the podcast. So the, none of them were really long because we all have to understand, yes, you have a lot to say. And yes, you have a lot of good information. That doesn't mean you have to give all the good information at one time.
0: Yeah. So I'm hundred
1: percent in agreement with
0: that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I like the carousel post. So for those of you guys who don't know what that is on Instagram, you can have multiple photos that you upload into one post on your feed and people can just swipe through and read the different um, photos. And it keeps them on your post longer, which is actually a good thing in the Instagram algorithm world. Um, and Reels is another thing you brought up, which I teach. I talk a little bit about, you know, Instagram and how do you use content um, and Instagram to book discovery calls and clients and in my Instagram course. And with Reels, you, Instagram loves Reels right now. So if you are capable, if anybody listening is capable of learning how to do an Instagram reel, go to YouTube, you know, university and learn how to edit a reel and do all that stuff. And I, I like to even reuse, like if you're doing one of those reels where you're pointing at a phrase or a word or something with music, as you've probably seen before in the coaching industry um you can even reuse your pointing videos for different and then just change change the text if you have to don't do it but you know date monday and tuesday back to back but i found that that saved me a couple times where i'm like oh, i don't want to make a video of myself pointing today i'm just going to reuse myself pointing and smiling with this old video and change the text and i use instagram stories actually to um make my reels first make the real clips and add the text in Instagram stories because it's just way easier for me. I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to do it, but that's that's the uh, easy route for me. Um, and so I'd highly recommend that if you guys are listening. And the other thing is um, with content, one thing I wanna point out is, or a big mistake I see is no calls to action. Yeah. So what I mean by this is you do this really nice, post that gives amazing value. And then at the bottom, it's like nothing. There's crickets at the bottom of your post. You give great value and bye-bye. But if you are tying it to a freebie you have that goes deeper on that topic, or join the Facebook group to talk about this topic and get accountability with other members, or you know, do you want to schedule your free um, intro chat uh, or assessment about nutrition which we just talked about in this post whatever it is i really think it's a missed opportunity to not have calls to action and yeah not everybody's going to act on it and you might feel dumb because you might have said comment info below and maybe you have a small following and nobody commented but i'm telling you I've had calls to action where three months later, I have to go back to the post because somebody's like, info, and I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot what the call, I got to go back and read what I said, because I don't remember, and then I send it to them after that, so don't be no. embarrassed, and one thing too, Carla, and I'm sure you tell your clients this too, be patient, um, Is is that you will have people who are silent followers and watchers, so just because uh-huh. Carla makes a killer, you know, Instagram reel for you, and maybe it doesn't get a ton of likes or something, action takers are usually not the kind of people who are sitting there liking posts, commenting, you know, sitting around on social media. They're probably seeing it and like, oh, cool. I might go to this person later for help, or I'm going to save this to refer back to, or whatever. Um, but just because you don't see the immediate, oh my god, tell me more or whatever. Doesn't mean it's not nurturing your people and getting you in front of their mind and all the things. So, anything you want to add when it comes to call to action ideas or um, just how how someone should feel, if, like just to be patient with all of this. So,
1: um, first, I want to go back to the carousel post and say the really awesome thing about the algorithm and the carousel post is: let's say you make a carousel post and it's seven slides. Uh, so somebody's watching it and they scroll away at the second slide. The algorithm is actually going to put it back in their feed starting on slide three. So it's until they have seen all those slides, it keeps going back into their that. That is a fun fact. Oh. So they get to keep getting you in front of their face, which earlier you were talking about touch points. And the science has actually said that 20 years ago, touch points was like seven. Uh, seven touch points was the thing. And now it's more like 77 because we are constantly bombarded by commercials, our phone, um, every time we're on the computer for any reason. And so it's more like 77. So getting in front of people as often as possible is the solution. And you don't have to constantly make new content to do that. So you were saying about... um, I'm sorry, I just said, first, I want to talk about this. And you were saying, There's oh, so the calls cool. to action, cool. the calls to action. The thing is, like, posts need a call to action, but stories can be just a call to action. Stories can be what is your go-to, you know, potato, brown or white, or, or you know, stories can be related to what you're talking about and cause people to go check you out. And they can be fun. They And and they can be simply a call to action, like an image of the post you just did. And it just says, go look. And that's a call to action. And so that's that's the other great thing about stories. They're gone in a day. So don't spend your life making them. They need to be quick. They just remind people you exist. Um, And then I had one more. Patience. Um, Patience. Oh, yeah, that that was the other thing. My contract is no less than 90 days when anybody works with me, no less than 90 days because you need that much time to gather the analytics and see what is working, what is not, where are we going, who likes what. Let's ramp up on this because your audience, because everybody's audience is different. Maybe my audience prefers to see me write and your audience wants to see your beautiful face and hear your voice. And so your analytics would show that more people are watching your videos and less people are clicking through to read something. And mine might be the opposite. So you've got to have time and you've got to give it time. And like you said, um, it can take like sometimes copywriters, uh, sometimes copywriters find like two years later, somebody contacts them and says, oh, um, I need your help now. You know, it it's not instantaneous and you have to let it. If you're honest with yourself, do you immediately act on every post that you're interested in? No. Sometimes I even forget to save it. And then I go scroll through forever trying to find it and then get mad because I can't. <laughs> so that's the other thing. Yeah. You know, save my post is a call to action. And it's a great call to action. If your post has a lot of good information a how to a step by step, these are the reasons your call to action can simply be. Save this. I like to use share my post, share it with somebody who can benefit from it is what I like to say on mine, because you might not need what I'm trying to give you, but you might know somebody that does. And if I say share this with someone that you believe will benefit from it, that's not asking too much. And they might think of a person. Yeah. Yeah. And I
0: think share is like if you're going to repurpose content on multiple platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, that one's universal versus, you know, one thing to think about if you are going to repurpose your Instagram content to your LinkedIn, to your Facebook, sometimes your calls to action might need to be tweaked slightly for the different platforms. Because on Instagram, if you say save this post, it benefits you in the Instagram algorithm because Um, And there's like a little save icon that's the upside down flag for those of you who don't know that you can save it. And you know, Instagram says, oh, somebody wants to relook at this. That's pretty cool. That sounds like it's a good post. But on Facebook or something, I don't know if it has the same benefit to you. So you might want to change that. And same thing with like, if you say DM me on, you know, about what you think about this the, um, on Facebook, you might want to change that to private message me. Cause if they just use Facebook and your readers aren't familiar with Instagram, they might not know what DM stands for and be able to connect the dots. And so the last thing I want to point out, that's a huge mistake I see, and I've done this too, and you know, guilty as charged, but <laughs> is, um, not making things super easy for people. So in other words, if you say, go to the, um, Link in my bio, but then in the link in your bio, you have 12, you know, you have a link tree to 12 different links, and it's really confusing and hard to find the thing that you're mentioning. You want to make sure in these calls to action, they're clear and they're easy for the people. So sometimes it might be inconvenient for you because you might have to say, DM me for the link or whatever, and take that extra step. But if you have a small audience and you're really trying to grow, You have the luxury right now to connect with your ideal clients. And so I would take that extra step and be like, DM me for the link or whatever. Um, So is that any tips for the different, like when you're repurposing content and you're putting it on all the platforms, have you found any common like themes? Like, you know, on LinkedIn, it tends to be better if you can do long written posts or anything like that you want to share?
1: Well, First of all, I want to make sure that it's very clear what content repurposing is and isn't so content repurposing is basically taking your core content and creating the exact same information into multiple formats of of post material so you've got your static post your long form blog your uh, email sequences um taking out the quotes taking out the audio clips stuff like that A lot of people, the mistake they make is they think content repurposing means if I create this post in Instagram and I share it to Facebook, that is not content repurposing, especially since what you said, it doesn't come across the same, that it distorts the picture. Sometimes it cuts words off, stuff like that, because obviously when you go into Canva, if you're creating something for Facebook and creating something for Instagram, the template has different sizes and you have to resize it for them. So People need to understand copying and pasting or saying, oh, I wrote this post for LinkedIn. I'm just gonna take the exact same thing and stick it over here. That is not repurposing. Repurposing is giving it a facelift, changing the text around, making it more succinct, making it longer, whatever. You're making You're making a change to it. But the reason that it is efficient is because you don't have to find new information. You don't have to do additional research. You can literally record your video let's pretend it's 20 minutes you can record your 20 minute video pull out all the parts that you need for your social media and two hours you can do an entire week's worth of worth of Hmm.
0: yeah right so you'd call like let's say i'm taking my instagram post and i'm plopping it on facebook that's content sharing yes. <laughs> i'm sharing my content on multiple platforms content repurposing yes. is taking one thing splitting it up into little things. And yeah, you can put them on all the platforms, aka share, like we said, yes. um, but it's a little different. So I'm glad you clarified that. Um, Okay. So, and by the way, for anybody watching and listening to the replay, I have a freebie that's 20 uh, call to action examples. So if, again, just remind me what I was talking about because I have so many freebies <laughs> and I will get you that. But Carla, um, Is there anything else you wanna share with people and tell them how they can find you online as well?
1: Yes, and sadly, (laughs) you just said it's awful, but I have a Linktree. And uh, so my Linktree is, uh, at Linktree, it's content by Carla Cook. And you can also get, we'll, I'll supply it to you, but you can also get there through uh, Instagram. On Instagram, I'm content by Carla Cook. So when you go to my Linktree, my freebie there, Uh, My freebie is there, but everything is labeled. I've got website, Facebook, Instagram, my freebie, my packages, my um, that shows all of my pricing and what it's broken down into what you get for the price. And then there's the second page. That's uh, my bio. So they can find me on Instagram concept by Carla Cook. And then my link tree is is linked there. Um, Also, you were saying like the similarities between the platforms. Sadly, there really aren't as far as what I've seen, similarities. So that's one of the reasons that I use Canva a lot because I can create something in Canva and then I can say copy and resize into an Instagram post. And so if in Canva, let's say I'm making a Facebook post and then I tell it copy and resize for Instagram and it automatically takes my creation and changes it to the right size. And then all I have to do is make some tweaks to it. And all of that can take me very limited time. So. It's very efficient to do content repurposing and you if you uh, one of the guys in your group Rob he had he told me he has hundreds of hours of Facebook live material and I said you probably have a year's worth of content because you shouldn't only think of content repurposing for what you're doing right now all your old stuff that your new followers didn't get to be privy to bring it out, dust it off, give it a facelift and post it. And then earlier you were saying about um, taking your um, post and sharing it later, but you can also create presence by taking someone else's response to your post and posting it as a story. Mm -hmm. So like when someone takes your post and shares it, you get notified. You can take that shared post of theirs and share it yourself. And it keeps keeps going. So that's another form of repurposing because I know you're sharing it, but you can add to it to give it additional value. Like say, I'm so excited that this person got this benefit out of this. And then you can call to action by saying, tell me right now, what did you get out of it? Like it just keeps going. There's so many possibilities.
0: Yeah, and I think the key is to think about how many different ways can you say the same thing and how many different ways can you bring up your coaching program or whatever it is you're promoting in different visual auditory, you know, etc. ways. So yeah. I love that you make that easy for people and you help them streamline that. And I highly recommend everybody, you know, connect with Carla. She's awesome. And, um, One more thing I want to mention to everybody listening before Wednesday, the November 20th. What is that? The 24th or 4th? Okay, 24th. So Wednesday, the 24th, I'm going to be doing a Zoom Q&A call and sharing my Black Friday deal with Terrell Williams, fellow business coach. So just um, if you wanna tune into that and get the link and get coached on your questions when it comes to your business, go ahead and just comment below uh, Black Friday Zoom and we will add you to the Zoom. We're gonna have to email you the Zoom link. Um, but if you're listening to this after Black Friday is over or um, anytime before December 3rd, you can still get on the deal, get in on the deal. Uh, But if you're listening to this way later, just uh, disregard. But thank you so much, Carla. And one more thing you want to add? I do. I have a special. I am running a special. My birthday is December
1: 2nd. So anybody who wants to work with me and signs up during the month of December gets a 12% discount on their first first 90-day contract. So they get a 12% discount on their first 90-day contract. All they have to do is DM me and put the words, December baby. So, December baby. December baby. They can private message me on Facebook or they can DM me on Instagram.
0: All right, we'll bring on the baby messages and <laughs> uh, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much, Haley. I had a great time, reach out to me anytime. All right. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and wanna reserve your very own free sales audit, Go to HaleyRowe.com slash strategy hyphen call. To book your very own free sales audit on the call we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients how to overcome those concerns how to coach through objections how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients i can't wait to connect with you and go to haileyrow.com/slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step Thanks so much. Have a good day.